We're going to give all our thoughts on the Browns introducing Deshaun Watson in the ensuing press conference from Friday. Browns fans with questions, you did not get any answers. We're going to start putting together a draft board for picks 44 and 78 and possibly a little bit of 98 here for your Cleveland Browns as far as the 2022 NFL draft is concerned on the latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day, your host, Jeff Lloyd, along for the ride for your daily Cleveland Browns coverage. We appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out. Whatever podcast app you use, make sure you're following, subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and written reviews. Today's episode of Locked on Browns is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. I hope everybody had a tremendous weekend as we, you know, we're going to get back to business here. Uh, Thursday, we'll be one month away from the 20. 22 NFL draft. Your Cleveland Browns still with some work to do. We're going to get some thoughts here, obviously, on Friday's press conference as the Browns introduced new quarterback Deshaun Watson. We're going to get into some scenarios here of players available with the Browns premium picks in the coming NFL draft picks 44, 78, and 98. Also, have pick 117 as 107 was traded along. Uh, late in the Deshaun Watson trade. Uh, we'll get to you know this one here. Um, and no, we're not talking about last night's Oscars, uh, the press conference on Friday, um, as Deshaun Watson was introduced to the media, uh, got to hear from coach Stefanski briefly, got to hear from general manager, Andrew Barry, and certainly got to hear from the Browns new quarterback, Deshaun Watson himself, um, tried to explain to everybody that I don't think anybody was going to be satisfied, um, with answers that were going to come out of uh, the press conference on Friday, um, the Browns, uh, you know, whether it was Andrew Barry and then of course the Haslam's spoke later in their own Z- zoom meeting. Um, the Browns are saying what they need to say right now. Um, I think they understand they are not foolish. They knew that this was going to be a move that certainly was going to cause issues within their fan base, certainly within their community, um, certainly with certain media members. And I do want to say this, uh, you know, we've given media members a hard time at times over the years, some of it busting chops, some of it tongue in cheeks, certainly. Um, but I thought everybody represented themselves excellent on Friday from the media's standpoint. And although they did not get answers that a lot of Browns fans were hoping for, or maybe, you know, information that would maybe be understand, you know, the process in when, in which way the Browns went about making this move for Deshaun Watson and bringing him in essentially to be the face of their franchise. Jake Trotter from ESPN um, 
with Andrew Berry and certainly going on and going into Andrew Berry about um, what exactly basically does this due diligence or did, did, did this due diligence entail? Were <clears throat> alleged victims spoken to by anyone on the Browns behalf? Um, Andrew Berry originally spoke on the fact that, no, that was not the case, and then spoke of independent investigators which he did not basically give an answer to if whether or not these independent investigators had spoken to some of these alleged victims of Deshaun Watson's. So with all of that, and look, it's, it's difficult. It is. um, And the Browns answered the questions. Certainly didn't provide the answers that people wanted. Um, I don't think they gave, anything to make you believe more than they acquired Deshaun Watson because they think he's a really, really great quarterback and they really, really wanted to upgrade the quarterback position knowing there were issues involved still went and, you know, went ahead and made the move regardless to bring in Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, for the Haslam's, uh, I think for them to do their own private Zoom call, uh, call was probably in poor taste. Um, this should have been something where everybody got together and at least showed a unified front as far as doing it through one press conference, as far as everybody available at the same time. Um, so I, I get it, though. I, I mean, I, I get it from the fans' perspective. Um, there's still fans out there who want answers. I don't think we're ever truly going to get them. Um, Deshaun Watson, I'm sure through his legal advice, uh, basically maintained his innocence and his thought that he has done nothing wrong to this point. And the fact that somebody asked if he was, you know, basically going to, you know, take this and change. And again, he reiterated that he felt he had done nothing wrong to this point. I am not the judge or jury here. Uh, I am not the grand jury here. Uh, You know, this is something that will play out legally through civil lawsuits. Um, Everybody knows my stance on players with off-field baggage. I'd rather not have them. It just (laughs) complicates things further. Um, And I think there does come a point for everybody in life within their fandom you know, where, who they are as a person and the way they conduct themselves, some of those things will come out in your fandom for a team as far as, you know, whether or not, you know, you are okay with a decision, you know, a team you cover or a team you follow or a team you are a fan of conducts business. Um, This certainly, you know, makes, you know, for, you know, the move itself, again, football-wise, Great move. You brought in a you know a, a quarterback who is clearly an upper upgrade, and at times is one of the top six, seven quarterbacks in the NFL. There's no question around it. Um, you know, it's just it's a lot to deal with. I don't think Friday did anything as far as making this situation any better for those who are struggling with this move. Again, 100% understand that. Um, the Browns they spoke. I don't think that they put anybody's ease, you know, anybody's concerns to ease. Um, Basically, you know, answered their questions um, to the best of their abilities. Um, I just, it's, it just makes for a difficult situation. And I'll be honest with you guys, I'd rather talk about football. I'd rather cover football, but we get to these moves and obviously they have to be discussed. So as far as Friday's press conferences, 
I don't think anything's changed. Uh, I don't know or do I don't know or do I believe that anything's going to really come out of this to change anyone's perspective on this move anytime soon. And I guess that's kind of where, you know, that remains. We're going to get to some football here. Um, we're going to start talking some Browns draft options with their premium picks, pick 44, pick 78, pick 99 in the 2022 NFL draft. As the Browns, you know, sort of get back to business football side here uh, as they continue through here. Still some free agency work to be done, um, but obviously some draft work to be done as well. We're going to get to that here in just a second. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, on your latest Locked on Browns Built Bar. This is the time of the year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I am sticking to my resolution to eat right. Thanks to Built Bar, it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They are fluffy. They are marshmallowy. They are not just a protein bar. They are a treat. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. These are going to be some of your new favorites. All Built Bars are covered in 1% real chocolate. Yes, the puffs are included. 100% real chocolate. Low in calorie, high in protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com right now. Scroll down the macros chart. You will be blown away. High in protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, low in carbs. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious and it will be good for you. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. As always, we appreciate everybody who makes Locked on Browns their first listen day in, day out. Make sure you're subscribed or following the Locked on Browns podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and written reviews here. We're going to continue um, here on this episode. We're going to try and play out some of the draft scenarios of what should interest the Cleveland Browns the best at picks 44, 78. We'll try and get to 98. Might run a little short here on time. Looking right now at the Browns' biggest uh, positions of need with their first selections, first selection at pick 44 overall. Um, we'll see the way the wide receiver position plays out in, wide, uh, in free agency, but I still think the Browns are going to add one significantly early in this draft class. The defensive tackle position, still a big hole there. And, of course, defensive end as we await you know, the status of Jadavian Clowney and whether or not he is interested in reuniting and remaining here with the Cleveland Browns. Looking first here at the wide receiver position, we covered Traylon Burks a bunch uh, early in the draft process before the NFL scouting combine. That's possibly a legitimate option for selection 13 overall for the Browns. Of course, everybody knows the Browns no longer hold selection 13 for Traylon Burks. It's been a difficult draft process. Did not test well. Um, you never want to hear 
of a skill player at any time during a draft cycle of having maybe issues where he struggled maintaining his ideal playing weight. That's been the case with Traylon Burks. Um, I think there is a lot better possibility that Traylon Burks is around at 44 than him going top 20 at this point. Um, we'll certainly see, you know, and monitor this, you know, as it follows through in night one of the draft and in day early in the day two of the draft, but not the best cycle here for Traylon Burks. You're looking at the wide receiver position, a guy that I've loved a ton throughout the process. I think he tested a little bit, you know, less than maybe some folks expected, which maybe is good because maybe it puts him as an option at 44 at all and overall in Jahan Dotson at Penn State. I just love his game. I love the way he runs his route. I love the way he eats up the cushion against defensive backs. I love the way he hits the extra gear in his route when he knows it's time to, uh, to basically pull off ultimate separation from his defender. I think he'll play well in a play-action passing scheme, which obviously we know the Browns love with their strong running game and new quarterback Deshaun Watson. Uh, obviously, you know more of an accurate quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Deshaun Watson could be, I mean, Jahan, Dotson certainly could be in play, pick 44 here. Um, we've talked a ton about Pickens from Georgia. He's going to be a difficult one. Um, I think he may get drafted in the first round, although for me, the one thing you have is the concerns of production. Uh, played in an offensive system at the University of Georgia. Very much similar kind of to what the Browns do. Uh, run the football well, you know, throw when they have advantage, throw the ball when they need to. Um, but Pickens out of Georgia certainly would have been an ideal scenario at pick 44. I know Christian Watson is a very, very popular name. And if it wasn't for his age, I think everything else matches what the Cleveland Browns want to do. Very willing blocker. Uh, you can give him the ball. You know, you can hand the ball off to him, jet sweeps. He's actually done a couple of things traditionally from a running back spot. I just don't know if age is going to be the ultimate factor there. Athleticism, size, all of that checks it out in spades. You look at the defensive tackle position. Perion Winfrey uh, out of Oklahoma is a player I really, really have liked. I don't know where he comes in as a run stuffer. Um, he looked good in Mobile in beating his blocks and getting off, you know, getting off his blocks. Looks really, really solid down there. We'll see the way it works for Perion Winfrey, but certainly a name that could be in play at 44. Good athlete. Production wasn't there. Uh, would be a player that probably could play in nickel and dime situations right away. Uh, Devontae Wyatt from Georgia is a guy that's going to be available. He's going to be 24 years old. He would do everything the Browns wanted as far as everything they are looking for. But that age of 24, um, I, I just have to imagine, is going to be a hard, hard pass for Andrew Barry and this front office. Although the player himself, for what they need on that defensive line, I think he would fit perfectly. For me, the dream scenario is Travis Jones. And Travis Jones is an interesting spot here because we're getting closer and closer to final rankings from many publications. Travis Jones is probably anywhere from, you know, late 20s to early 50s. Um, for me, the Browns, and again, I'm not sure the Browns are going to look to go traditional run stuffer. They didn't do it last year. The year before they did it in Andrew Billings, he opted out. They thought maybe Andrew Billings could do some of that for him in 2021. Uh he opted not to play well in 2021, um, leading to the ultimate release of Andrew Billings, uh, a wasted signing for this team. At the time, the signing looked good, never panned out. Um, but for me, Travis Jones, if they're truly looking to go that route, Travis Jones, Connecticut is the guy. 
Looking at edge rushers, uh, for David Ajabo, obviously this is a really, really difficult scenario for him with the uh, you know freshly torn Achilles. Um, most I don't see a reason he's not available at 44. Question would be with the Browns willing to wait. Now, of course, free agency will dictate that if they can get some other things done. Um, you know, so a player like Ajabo would be an interesting player to have down the fold for the Browns. It would be up to the Browns whether or not they would be comfortable with you know maybe their top selection in this year's draft class not being a factor possibly at all in the 2022 season. Sam Williams at Old Miss. He's had a great draft cycle. Uh, he tested well, showed well at the Shrine game. Um, you know, a solid career at Old Miss. Sam Williams will turn 23 years old on Thursday, which could be an issue for the Browns again under, you know, the guardrails and, you know, age that they normally stick to, at least they have stuck to through two draft classes. And keep in mind, obviously, this team has gone a little different this route anyway, trading away uh, draft assets for, you know, uh, players, you know, certainly, you know, established players in Amari Cooper and certainly Deshaun Watson. So not necessarily sure. Maybe guardrails do get a little bit of a lapse this year. And we've talked about this the entire time. Would they maybe change things just due to this draft being a little unique as far as it's generally considered an older draft than normal. Uh, But you look at the final possibility for here, for me, um, dream scenario for them probably would be Drake Jackson out of USC. Um, done a lot better as far as getting his weight commensurate to what would you know fit to what the Browns like um misused at times at USC um if he comes in here with Jadavian Clowney returning he's not going to be relied upon you know off the bat as a starter but Drake Jackson could be the 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 gold standard here for them at 44 so just looking at it to this point I think you know top possibilities for the Browns at selection 44 would be a Traylon Perks, would be a Jahan Dotson or Pickens out of Georgia at the wide receiver position. Your dream scenario defensive tackle for me would be Travis Jones at edge would be a player like Drake Jackson. Blaine, uh, the Browns, obviously you'll have a lot of work to do um, as they finish out here in free agency, you know, doing their final due diligence, setting up their, uh, you know, top 30 visits with draft prospects, getting them in the, uh, the building in Cleveland, watching a little tape with them, showing them, hey, this is what we like from what you, this is what we think you're going to need to work on. Maybe showing some scenarios of this is what we have in mind for you if you were a possibility of becoming a Cleveland Brown. So some of the thoughts here. I pick 44, wide receiver, defensive tackle, defensive edge, certainly the top scenario for me at pick 44. For you Cleveland Browns, we're going to take it back here. We're going to run it back to pick 78. We're going to give you your best options there. We're going to put tight end into the fold. We're going to maybe put safety into the fold here as we start nailing down a little bit more accurate, descriptive, and form-fitting draft board for your Cleveland Browns in the 2022 NFL draft. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because vitamins for me, it's a problem for me. Too many, the amount you have to take, it's just too heavy on the belly. Uh, I wanted better gut health. I wanted some more energy. I wanted my body to start earlier in the day, this time of year with the way the weather is. I mean, it could be 20 degrees in the morning. It could be 70 degrees in the afternoon, all of that in between. You got to worry about your immune system, getting sick this time of year, pills, vitamins. Again, it's just too heavy on my belly. So I wanted to try something different. I've been on it now for about four weeks and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. 
It has kind of a mild tropical taste uh, that I actually look forward to each morning just because I know what it's physically doing to my body. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. The reason I personally consume it, I do it in the morning, but I've noticed that it stays with me all day. I wake up in the morning, I'm a little bit more alert when I'm trying to get my teenage daughters out of bed. I can function better. My body, you know, it feels like my mind and my body is 100% quicker to reaching max, you know, max abilities of what I can do earlier in the day, which was rare for me. So, so far to this point, Athletic Greens has been fantastic in that capacity. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. It supports better sleep for me, which I need, and recovery, supports the mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of products based on the latest science with constant product literations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to cover. It cost him over $100 a day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate body nutritional insurance. Again, we appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen day in, day out. It means the world to us. We are going to line it up here. Pick 78 and what could be the Browns' best options here in the 2022 NFL Draft. We continue to try to put together a Browns draft board here. This would be for pick 78, the Browns' third round selection. Browns still hold seven picks in this draft. Even with the moves for Amari Cooper, even with the moves for Deshaun Watson, added another pick, obviously, in the uh, trading of Chase uh, Case Keenum to the Buffalo Bills. So we're trying to put together names here that may line up. We did pick 44. Obviously, we're going to do pick 78 here. We're going to add a couple other positions into the mix here. Uh, we'll start it off here again, wide receiver. Um, of course, this would be most likely with the intent that they'd not go wide receiver at 44. Uh, Sky Moore. Um, I know Sky Moore is loved by the draft community. Seems to be loved by the Browns community as far as a possible fit here. Um, I, I I like Sky Moore. I don't like Sky Moore for the price he's going for. Um, again, I'll probably have wear egg on my face on this one with Sky Moore. I still think even in this scenario, if he were available at seventy eight, 
a couple other players that I think would fit the Browns a little bit better. Uh, I want to add a little size to that wide receiver room. Yes, I understand with Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, you're going to have a different type of quarterback with a better accuracy, uh, you know, with much better accuracy and the ability to find the open man and, you know, find the tight windows. But for me, a player like Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati or even Justin Ross out of Clemson, Alec Pierce, obviously somebody who's been a riser through this, you know, tested a lot better than athletically than anybody thought part of a Cincinnati team that had themselves, obviously a nice magical run, willing blocker gets vertical size, athleticism, all of it's there. This guy's not going to be a star in the NFL, but he's going to be a solid player in the NFL. Justin Ross for me is an interesting one. Um, this Most of this obviously is going to come down to medicals with Justin Ross as he did have neck surgery, which caused him to miss his 2020 season. Justin Ross was a huge recruit for Clemson, a big time recruit, played big time as a freshman, just an all around special, special talent. Is that player still in there? Because at his size at six foot three, that is something this wide receiver room could use. Um, you certainly in the, in the vertical action, which is Brown's offense, regardless of who the quarterback was, was going to need to improve upon Justin Ross from Clemson. Age isn't ideal as far as the Browns are concerned. Um, but for me, this is a player I just absolutely love. We're going to talk our first bit of tight end here in this scenario. Uh, Will likely at a Coastal Carolina athletic um, blocking certainly, you know, going to need some you know tutelage, some assistance to grow, you know, to be respectable within the NFL. Um, the Browns love players that were converted to the tight end position from being wide receivers. Will likely fits that bill. Um, he would come in as wide receiver three. You have Harrison Bryant. You have David Najoku. You know, this would be one if you're looking to get more athletic in the room. And we have a couple, you know, two of these names are that route. Or would the B, are you looking more? Because the key here is if you have all this belief in David Najoku taking over his full-time tight end and with the blocking ability and be able to do all those things, do you, what belief do you have in Harrison Bryant as far as he has grown in the position? If something were happening to David Najoku, do you still you feel covered in the same capacity? If you don't, then you look at a player like Jeremy Ruckert out of Ohio State. Doesn't look like we're going to get any testing numbers from Jeremy, Jeremy Ruckert throughout the process. Um, you know, injured, wasn't able to participate in the senior bowl, obviously was not uh, able to participate in the combine. Bigger tight end, legit NFL size at the tight end position. Certainly knows how to block, was asked to do it. Ohio State receiving game, I think, wasn't used as much as he could have been. Understandable with the amount of receivers in Columbus. Um, but I think this is somebody that truly, truly could shine in a system that still loves their tight ends like the Browns do. Um, there's been a lot of talk about how the Browns are going to handle the fullback position. Will there even be a fullback? Will they go with more of an H-back type of role? Which brings up a name of uh, Chigo Okonkwo. Everyone knows I've talked about him a ton out of Maryland. Very, very athletic. He was the fastest running tight end at the combine. Um, tested through the roof at the tight end position. Uh, Maryland used him in a you know, variety of ways. He even took jet sweeps for them. But this could be a guy you could groom into an H-back. Um, athletically, he's ready for a limited passing role. What would be for a third tight end? Uh, you certainly could split him outside if you wanted to, like you did with Harrison Bryant in the early part of his career. So here are some options for the Browns at the tight end position. If you're looking more athletic, you obviously have players like Likely and Okwapo. Or you have you know Jeremy Ruckert if you get into a situation where you're looking for you know, full blocking tight end who can contribute in the receiving game. Uh, going back again to the defensive tackle position, 
Logan Hall from Houston. Now, Logan Hall is probably not, certainly not ideal to play full-time interior. Um, but what the Browns like and what would appeal to the Browns would be, you know, his presence of playing on the interior and the exterior in pass rushing situations. He's had success in both places. So now up to almost 280 pounds as a player, Logan Hall. I think the Browns would certainly have some interest in uh, Vernon Butler, uh, defense tackle out of Tennessee. Uh, good player. Um, I, I just, this is the range of where he's going to fall. I'm not sure if he's going to fit the Browns needs, um, again, undersized, but basically just plays on the interior. So it's not much else he's going to bring. So he's a name that's on draft boards in this area, but I don't know. He's going to have certain appeal to the Browns. If you're looking for more of a traditional guy who can help in the rud plugging, uh, age is perfect. He lines up there, uh, anywhere between 305, 310 pounds seems to be a player who's growing through his years at Michigan. Uh, Chris Hinton, he's a player I like, um, could be 78, could be 98, but if the Browns don't get, you know, the defensive tackle room finished in free agency, Chris Hinton is certainly a player at 78 or possibly even 98. that could hold a lot of interest for the Browns. Um, John Ridgeway out of Arkansas, six foot five, three twenty and change. Uh, length, he has it. He's able to keep blockers at distance. He is strong enough to disengage from blockers and make some plays. If the Browns again are looking to go with this traditional type of interior presence to assist in the run game, Ridgeway would be a name there. Going to the uh, defensive end position, we've talked a lot over the past weeks and months of Kingsley and Abare out of South Carolina. Had a really nice career down there. Good production. Athletic numbers are good enough. Not great. Not going to wow anybody. Cameron Thomas out of San Diego State. Uh, another player that we've, we've spoken a ton of. Mountain West has got a lot of ball players this year. Cam Thomas certainly fits in that athletic production. Um, in his years in San Diego State, his game production-wise just seemed to grow and grow and grow. This guy could come in as edge three, edge four. Certainly be some assistance for the Browns. Majee Sanders, I'll mention it because it's just been so weird. Um, athletically tested. Okay. Uh, six foot five, only two twenty eight. So the first question you have with a player like this is what are you going to do with them? Um, where is the, where's the reality? Obviously it's not two twenty eight. Maybe it's not even in the mid two fifties. So if that's the case, is this guy a stand up edge in a three, four, which maybe the Browns don't run, which he would possibly not be of use for them. So it's certainly, you know, interesting. Majee Sanders has certainly been a strange, strange draft cycle for a guy who has legit tape coming out of Cincinnati, uh, showed really well uh, down in Mobile for the senior ball. Uh, he's going to be a guy to watch and it's going to be a fascinating, you know, how it works out with Majee Sanders you know, overdraft weekend and where he ultimately goes and how he's viewed by NFL teams. We're going to talk our first parts of safety here. Um, the Jabril Peppers talk that maybe got manufactured through Brown's Twitter over the weekend. Look, if it's possible, I'm in. I, yeah, I love Jabril Peppers. I was a huge Jabril Peppers fan. Um, and I'll give you a player that if you weren't bringing in a player like Jabril Paper, uh, Peppers, that can give you similar type of the plus side of Jabril Peppers games. We'll get to that. Uh, but Kirby Joseph out of Illinois had a solid season. He can come in as a free safety. Uh, the ability to find the ball, uh, one of the bright spots on a poor team in Illinois. Uh, but Kirby Joseph certainly in contention anywhere from this 78 to 98 selection for the Browns. If they are looking to go this way, they want to play three safeties. Uh, you know, there's no talk on Ronnie Harrison, as we all know. <clears throat> Um, you know, MJ Stewart moved on to the Houston Texans in a deal that I would have signed MJ Stewart to in a heartbeat. Uh, maybe Stewart didn't want to stay. Maybe the Browns weren't interested, but if the deal was one year, $2.2 million, I would have been all over that. Uh, Veron McKinney, uh, McKinley out of Oregon. 
Uh, I size is not perfect. 5'10", a little bit south of 200. True free safety ability to him. Uh, he uh, A lot of pass breakups, four interceptions. Uh, Oregon turn, turns out a ton of defensive backs. If you remember Javon Highland, who's a player we talked about a lot last cycle. Um, yeah, you know, Last year, killed it for the Miami Dolphins as a rookie. Veron McKinley, this could be somebody you could bring in and get you that type of return of investment this year. Nick Cross, everybody knows how much I love Nick Cross. The pluses of Nick Cross's game right now are using as his athleticism to his advantage, being able to be around the line of scrimmage and just out-athleting people, similar to what Jabril Peppers, you know, what was the best of Jabril Peppers in his days here with the Cleveland Browns. Again, Nick Cross will not turn 21 until September 10th, which means he'll be 21 his entire rookie season. Track background. Um, the coverage aspect of his game got better in his years in Maryland. You don't think that there's any reason that that's stalled to this point, but if you could put together a room of Nick Cross, uh, Grant Elpit, and John Johnson III, that's a pretty, pretty impressive safety room. So we've gone through names here um, for you know possible picks. Uh, pick 78. Certainly some of these guys could be available at 98. We got two options here, which look like they could be best appealing to the Cleveland Browns at pick 44, their first selection in the 2022 NFL draft. And we have certainly covered you know the press conference uh, introducing Deshaun Watson as the new quarterback for your Cleveland Browns. Um, for Browns fans who were conflicted, I don't think you are anywhere close to a resolution. Um, you know, uh, Watson maintains his innocence and his zero wrongdoing all of this um the browns front office and then the owners obviously spoke and you know they were not able to really answer the question of what due diligence brought them as far as assisting in their decision making to you know acquiring acquiring this player who obviously right now it's a very very controversial topic so we got to a lot here on your Monday Locked On Browns. We're going to continue this week with fantastic coverage like we always do. Like I said, come Thursday, we are one month away from the 2022 NFL Draft. We will be here to cover everything leading up to it as the Browns continue through free agency, as the Browns start gearing up towards the 2022 Draft. Uh, this, as always, has been... Uh, you know, a fun time of the year. I love the NFL offseason, going through all these possible players the Browns can add. So I love doing that with you listeners, and I appreciate you all for your time. And, you know, the, the positive feedback you get on shows like this, uh, it means a lot um, for me. It's always been, you know, for me, I, I you know, I love the NFL on a whole, but I, the NFL offseason and in roster building has just been something that's always just appealed to me for so long now. Um, I am your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account dms are open everybody knows all that uh whatever podcast platform you use make sure you're following subscribe to locked on browns five star ratings written reviews please and thank you um appreciate everybody who makes locked on browns their first listen day in day out we covered a ton today we'll continue to cover a ton day in day out with your browns coverage this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound lgb on the lob let's go browns <laughs>